0: Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extremeanimeradio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash animeradio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch for a limited time. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding, and thank you for your support. From the greatest city in the world, broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world, we welcome you to the one and only Extreme Anime Radio Podcast here on Twitch and on Anchor. Hello, everybody. It's me, JR, joined as per usual by my trusty friend north of the border, Mr.
1: Nefkanuk. Hello, sir. Good evening. At least you didn't say frozen friend, because the weather has turned, folks. Oh, No. Yeah, we, How had bad a, actually, is we had a good dumping of snow uh, yesterday to the point where it's like, that is the only advantage from working from home and not having, you know, any other human contact. Mm-hmm. You don't have to drive in that. <laughs>
0: and the first question from our Twitch gallery is, why are you in a
1: school? Would you prefer I be in a law library is my answer to that. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, you have no idea what we're talking about because you can't see us. If you'd like to see us for our live shows, then please follow us on our Discord. You can find all the information about our Discord stream on our link tree, linktr.ee forward slash anime radio. You can also find us on Twitch directly if you want to tune in for our next stream, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. All right. So you have your school background, Neff, and I have my uh, my bedroom once again. But uh, by the time uh, we um, I come back with a podcast in a couple of weeks, hopefully I'll have uh, this little X Split technology that you use.
1: Well, I can tell you it, it was a minor investment of cash, but given that it avoids some of the unpleasantness, especially work-related unpleasantness if they saw what was actually behind me. Mm, yes. <laughs> and I don't mean the clutter, folks, because I've I've, know, I've learned that my coworkers and clutter go together like you know, ham and eggs.
0: <laughs> Maybe another topic uh, after, you know, after our show, if we do After Dark one day.
1: Indeed. I'll dro- <laughs> one day we'll drop the curtain and you'll see what's behind there and you'll go that! That's why it's a bland school corridor.
0: (laughs) Um, So as a reminder, uh, extreme anime radio podcast, there will be no podcast next week because I will be going away for a few days of rest and relaxation. And um, hopefully um, during some of the downtime, we'll be able to put together some uh, streams for you guys to enjoy. Tonight, we're going to be playing Bidiots,
1: which is another Jackbox game. Have you played that, Neff? Oh, and the the mere description of it, I was going Bidiots. Uh, It's a drawing game, so I'm going, yeah, I think the idiot part suits me perfectly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll have extra time for you to, um, you know, put things together um, because Jackbox games always give you the option and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I I say it this way. It's like there's another stream where they play games and I join them and they have the mini games in Trivia Murder Party, including Dictation. (laughs) It is a adult only channel. Mm -hmm. And since I know I'm going to fail miserably compared to everybody else, Mm -hmm. I throw the game hard (laughs) with a rant that and I'm dating myself here, folks, would make Andrew Dice Clay Blush with embarrassment.
0: Andrew Dice Clay. Uh oh, you've you've got me.
1: Oh god, okay, now I am old. He was a comedian, and I use the term very loosely, in the early nineties, whose act basically consisted of every four letter word he knew (laughs) and then some more that he invented. Oh,
0: so where's version of George Carlin? much worse yeah there
1: were <laughs> there was there wasn't any sort of sly nods in andrew dice clay's work it was simply mm-hmm. burnable trash
0: wow mm-hmm. uh, well uh oh yes trivia murder party is something we're gonna have to revisit at some
1: point indeed and i i find myself you know in that other challenge like okay i can get to the point where i'm leading and i go to the final round mm-hmm and then it all goes to you know where.
0: <laughs> I feel like COVID tests should should belong in the killing room at some point based on the way you, they get administered.
1: I was going to say that the, that the COVID test that they're using right now is still the, you know, brain tickler. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, keep si- I keep seeing, you know, Canada saying, we'll have rapid testing soon. As long as it doesn't involve, you know, trying to make my brain go out the other side, I'm all for that.
0: Yes. Um, I, uh, full disclosure to you and to everybody, I've got a COVID test scheduled for tomorrow morning. Uh, Just as a precautionary, because I did have um, Thanksgiving with, a small Thanksgiving with my family. And I want to be, make sure I'm healthy and safe after the busy weekend. Um, it's something that New York City is encouraging all of its residents to get uh, every so often to make sure that they're safe. Uh, so I'll be doing it through the health and hospital system, uh, by appointment, uh, which hopefully means I won't be standing in a line like I was a few weeks ago for like two and a
1: half hours. Okay. Standing in a line with possible positive covid people seems to me a a backwards thing you know just just, no don't do that
0: (laughs) uh but no um for those that for those concerned i feel fine it's just i want to get a covid test out of the way just to make sure that i'm healthy after you know the the bulk of the of the uh holiday stuff goes through so um I think I'm, I'm fine. I don't have any symptoms right now, and I haven't exhibited any symptoms, but I just want to make sure that I'm safe and the people that live around me are safe as well.
1: Well, that's very important because, again, it's not necessarily you because you might just, you know, no symptoms at all. But if you're carrying that dangerous little payload right. and you happen around some people that aren't, you know, protected, et cetera, or are more vulnerable, yikes. Right, right.
0: Um, Mm. I've been reading, uh, yeah, um, I guess, uh, Great Britain was the first, uh, major country to pull the trigger on uh, approving the vaccine.
1: Well, I I say it this way when it's like, okay, multiple companies are claiming vaccine. Multiple countries are saying, yeah, we'll do it. But then there's still a matter of getting people actually, you know, get the shot. Right.
0: And it's and, two shots. The way it's it looks.
1: Yeah, and and already even in Canada, you're getting the. I won't wear a mask, and I don't want the vaccine. Mm. Fine, <laughs> we'll put you up somewhere where you won't cause any trouble. Hudson Bay. How does how does Yellowknife sound? <laughs> Yellowknife. <laughs> I would, say, I would say the other, you know, the farther north territory, but I can't pronounce that name properly on my best days. N- Iklimit. Iklimit. okay, Yeah, Iklimit. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, put them up there, you know, and just say, okay, you can be virulent all you want up there. <laughs> I mean, Santa might not be happy with you, but at that point, we don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> Santa will be like, Great. You gave my reindeer COVID. Yes.
0: To the people who are asking, you know, does Santa have to quarantine this year? I'm like, facepalm.
1: To be fair, (laughs) does he know what the elves do when they're off duty? Does he know where they go? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get images, you know, elves hopping hopping a reindeer going down to Vegas. Because elves in Vegas, that wouldn't even register with anybody. They'd just be like, oh, it's just Vegas. Don't worry about it. You know, they go for a couple of days. They come back. They bring the COVID. Yeah, that could be a problem.
0: Mm. Oh, Fauci said Santa's immune, then he says.
1: Yeah, I want to believe Fauci. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) But you see all the ads, you know, that they're coming out for the holiday ads. And you're looking at the various different Santas and you're going, okay, so far Santa's hawking credit cards, hawking <laughs> soft drinks, hawking Mercedes. Now I know where he gets the money for all the toys. Hey, all he's the adverts he does.
0: He's been hawking M&Ms for like 40 years. How long has that ad been shown on TV?
1: Yeah, there you go. There's another one I'd forgotten. Yeah, no, but it's just like, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> The Santa
0: I, Tracker I, is live. Oh yes, I love the Santa Tracker. That is that the Google Santa Tracker, Zenny? The one on Google,
1: or is that the NORAD one? Or That's is the true. NORAD one only on Christmas Day? That might be, or Christmas Eve? That might be.
0: Right. Do um the mm-hmm. people still call NORAD in the in this technological age? I wonder.
1: Oh, they might email NORAD. <laughs> you know, check if they're on Twitter. I think I think NORAD is on Twitter
0: oh really i think
1: i i think they are yeah
0: i think many years back i sent norad an email asking where
1: uh where santa was okay now i'll date myself again <laughs> we had a local weatherman as part right. of our local news and every no- every christmas uh, christmas eve he would literally go through the entire spiel mm-hmm. of showing, you know, Santa on the weather radar, where he's going, where he's been, and all that stuff. And you always knew because he, everybody took it so seriously and he took it so seriously. You were like, I know, but he makes it look surreal that you never know. <laughs> Long
0: as uh, you know, when they pick up the phone, they don't pick up the wrong phone, and then you know that leads into pushing the red buttons and whatnot.
1: Well, could be worse; they could pick up the the wrong red phone, and instead of Santa, Batman comes down your chimney. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy,
0: Batman delivering Christmas presents—that that's happened before, right?
1: Merry Christmas,
0: funk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Nef, about uh, some news in Japan. Uh, I saw Flax uh, mentioning uh, the mobile suit Gundam seed Blu-ray. Um, I have uh, some more news that's Gundam related, but uh, are, you, uh, are you picking up that Blu-ray by any chance?
1: See, the problem is for me, it has a new dub. Hmm. And it's like the original dub was done by a Canadian studio. <laughs> and as far as I was concerned, was perfect. So I'm kind of like of two minds in this going, I wouldn't mind the visual upgrade, but then it would be a new cast. Ugh.
0: Now, uh, it's just a visual upgrade uh, as far as, you know, enhancing the original video and whatnot, I guess.
1: Well, apparently Flax on the channel is saying that uh, if I buy the deluxe set, I can get the original dub.
0: So you, okay. have
1: two, so you have two dubs. Well, the original the original dub from Ocean Studios and then Funimation did a redub. Right, okay. Now, I'm not sure why they redubbed it, because as far as I knew, right. they didn't make any changes to dialogue or video that would have required a new dub. But, you know, I mean, if you're the license holder, you get to do what you want. Right. See uh, Netflix and Evangelion. Hmm.
0: Well, that's interesting, though. Um, you think there was demand for both dubs to be available?
1: Well, like I said, I wouldn't. I would never buy the Blu-ray with a new dub because I have the DVDs. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have several of those box. The box, the two boxes it came in, mm-hmm. the DVD. I have them signed by various members of the cast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just going because, like I said, apparently no. Uh, Flax is saying that a couple of episodes were actually removed. And I didn't know that that they had removed two episodes from the original dub. Interesting. Mm. So I guess that's why they had to, they decided to redub it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the problem is when you're used to a particular casting, and then it changes, and they change everybody. It's one thing mm-hmm. if you have to change one or two voices, you can get past that. Right. But a completely new cast pretty much turns it into a completely new show. N- uh. Especially if they change any of the dialogue.
0: Flack says recaps. They they eliminated recaps. Well. Uh...
1: Yeah. We've we've had that rant before about recap episodes and how I feel about them. So the fact that they didn't choose to dub them the first go round, and now they're dubbing them, I'm like, okay. If you're a completionist. <laughs> right. You know, it's like watching her Harui Suzumi and The Endless Eight. You might be able to watch it once, but I defy you to watch it more than twice. <laughs> Eight episodes where almost nothing changes. It's the same freaking episode, <laughs> except for one little tiny change each episode. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I uh, I just finally finished Ace of Diamond. Uh, the first season of 75 episodes, I was able to watch, I think... Uh, Seventy-one to seventy-five today, and they're like, uh, "I think I'm going to see the start of the new baseball tournament where um, Sawamura's team can try to compete for nationals." And no, it uh, it just leads up to the big ending of the first season, where all the third years who have just retired because they're got about to graduate um, uh, hand them their behinds for one more game, basically.
1: To which I would reply. That doesn't sound as satisfying as half-watching, you know, that strange occurrence this afternoon. Oh,
0: yes. Uh, when is the last time we saw Wednesday afternoon football?
1: Uh, I think they said 2012.
0: Oh, but... I remember now. I, I remember mm. why. Um, because uh, the NFL did not want to step on the Democratic National Convention.
1: Yeah, so in this case, it's trying to avoid the the c word, you know. Yeah, right. but <laughs> I, I was half watching it until I finished work, which basically means I go from my computer room to the living room to watch. Right. <laughs> and essentially, I'm like, okay, this is a typical game between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Right. They hit each other's guts. They hit as hard as they can, with the intent to injure. We're not talking stop. We're talking injure. Uh-oh. Which resulted in the Baltimore QB, who is their second string QB, being replaced at one point by their third string QB. (laughs) Because their first string QB, of course, has COVID.
0: Yeah. And how about the Broncos having no QBs?
1: You know what? This shows me that that NFL doesn't care. (laughs) Unless it is a marquee team, They will tell you, I don't care if you have to go to the janitor's room, (laughs) put the janitor in a football helmet and say, you're our QB. Yeah. But if it's a marquee game like Pittsburgh and Baltimore, no, we will do everything possible (laughs) to ensure that the game goes off. Didn't go off well, but what are you going to do? What was the final score? Uh, I think it was 1914, something like that. It was close. It was a close game, only because uh, the, the Pittsburgh receivers saw the football and basically, whoops, whoops, whoops. <laughs> it, it, it was very annoying because I'm like Ben is throwing them the core. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is throwing them where they should go, and the receivers are going, whoops. Well, I think I missed it, George.
0: Huh. <laughs> But uh, so going back to what we said about Gundam, though, uh, there is a new attraction in uh, Japan right now, which I'm sure we'd all love to go to were it not for this uh, disease. Um, an actual, actual Gundam, not an actual Gundam, but I'm calling it an actual, actual Gundam because now it's a
1: Gundam that moves. A one to one scale Gundam that actually moves. Yes. OK. Patlabor the series finally comes to life. <laughs> and if you've ever seen Patlabor the series, look it up kids, you'll enjoy yourself.
0: I've never seen it but I know the title. It's it's quite old.
1: <laughs> it, I'm going to educate you on Patlabor. You have to see some of that because Okay. It tries to take it takes Gundam and it actually tries to make it real. Huh? You know, in the context of a police force using these things that they call potlabors to mm. stop crime. I see. Which is usually caused by other potlaboers. So, yeah, like I said, it's a very interesting series. And I found one of those things where it's like, okay, I can watch it and then watch it again. And I keep catching little things. And that's always a good sign of a good series for me. If I watch it multiple times and I'm always catching something else that I missed the first or second go around. Mm -hmm. I mean, by the 10th or 11th go around, if you haven't figured out all the little gotchas by then you never will.
0: Right. Right.
1: right. But uh, no, it's definitely a series I would, I would recommend to anybody who can get their hands on it. Uh, I know Sentai had the rights to it, I think it is available on their high dive streaming service. Okay. So it might not be a bad place to start if you don't want to invest the money in the Blu-rays. If they're still in print, I'm not sure they are. Right. You know, because of course now the big thing is print out lots of stuff at the start and then cut off the tap and watch the prices of the remaining sets go into ridiculousville. Mm-hmm. Uh.
0: So in North America, uh, made in Japan, A.K.A. Section Twenty Three Films, I guess, according to Wikipedia.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, my copies say Sentai Filmworks, so maybe they've uh, moved the licenses around.
0: Right. Okay. Um, Yeah, I know know Section 23 was one of the companies that came out of ADV, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Section 23, Made in Japan, and it's spelled maiden as in maiden. Right. Japan. And Section 23, Made in Japan, and then Sentai.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. probably that's probably the link right there.
1: Mm, yeah, I I always wondered. It seemed odd to me that ADV went and then magically three companies appear, and most and every one of those companies had someone from ADV running them. Mm. I'm not going to cast aspersions. It was a long time ago, but yeah, if it, it looks like a duck. If it walks like a duck and it goes, quack quack, quack <laughs> it's probably a duck.
0: Probably a bit of a head scratcher then.
1: Or more like a. <laughs> and I pantomimed folks for those of you listening to this podcast later, the, the, the money, the money uh, maneuver and a good, you know, thumb out the door sort of thing.
0: Right. Um so um oh, by the way I want to uh, give recognition to uh Junji aka John Hiroma. Uh he is uh, one of our new anchor supporters. Uh so he gets access to the exclusive uh supporter channel on Discord along with uh, a few others. Um and the game we're going to play later Bidiot, uh we're going to give the supporters first dibs to join the um the gameplay before we um Open it up to everybody else. Uh, it's going to be Neff uh, and myself and Zenny, and I think we could have three more players. And uh, you're going to have fun with that, Neff. Um, it's basically, it, like we said, it's a drawing game, and you're also playing bids. And uh, the narrator sa- makes it sound like you're a, you're at a very sophisticated art auction. So,
1: oh dear, a sophisticated art auction. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> But,
0: uh, yeah, once we, um, once we play the game, you listen to the instructions, you'll get the hang of it, I think.
1: Okay, that's, that sounds eminently reasonable.
0: Yeah, something I've played with uh, Zenny um, uh, a few times and uh, with her friends, and it's, uh, it's been pretty weird, that's for sure. Um, but, um, no, but going back to Gundam, it's open now. Well, it would be opening not now, but soon. Um, it was supposed to open by now, but then COVID happened. So uh, it's in Yokohama, and uh, so it's a very quick train ride from Tokyo. And their performance, they actually have like um, NHK Twitter has a minute, minute and a half clip that you can watch uh, with the Gundam in motion. So you see how it all works. And um, it's coming, uh, you know, is like it's moving forward from, you know, where it's stationed or one of the launch towers,
1: wherever it's called. Interesting. I'll have to. Ch- I'll have to check that out.
0: One would imagine that the moving parts to make the Gundam lifelike are housed inside that thing, but you know, one can put on their dream caps and uh, pretend that uh, it really is uh, the future.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the, the whole part, the whole point of an exoskeleton, right, has been batted around for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been some prototypes, but eventually, maybe. Mm -hmm. They'll, you know, scale it up and, you know, you'll be able to sit inside your own private Gundam and uh, get through traffic the easy way. Mm. Stomp your way through it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a few more things coming out of uh, Japan that I can bring up as well besides uh, moving Gundams. Um, There if is, you're familiar with Mr. Donut in uh, Japan, right, Neff?
1: Yeah, they actually had, uh, brand- well, Mr. Donut, at least the, I'll say it this way, I think they were the same company at one point, or they sold off the IP rights to Japan, because we had Mr. Donut here ah. in Canada, uh, until a certain hockey player-based franchise came to town and said, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, Mr. Donut versus Tim Hortons. Hmm. You're talking about Canadians. You're talking about, especially in this area, Maple Leafs fans. Where are the Maple Leafs fans going (laughs) to go?
0: And, you know,
1: the rest is history. Mm.
0: But no, you have Tim Hortons uh, in Japan, and the major brand is uh, Mr. Donut. or One of them, anyway. And uh, to celebrate, uh, I believe, their upcoming 50th anniversary... Um, Mr. Donut, that is Morinaga, which is known for, um, for their sweets in Japan. They're coming out with a Mr. Donut ice cream bar. Don't spit your drink.
1: Yeah. I, Mr. Donut ice cream bar. <laughs> that, that, that just does not sound right. <laughs> They've released it,
0: uh, and it is based on the Angel Cream Donut, which is uh, the donut that has um, the whipped cream inside and the powder topping. So basically that's what it's based off of. Would you try an ice cream like that?
1: If I did, I might want to have insulin on standby. (laughs) Holy crap. Because if I didn't have diabetes before, I probably would have diabetes after eating something (laughs) like that.
0: No, it's, uh, it's uh, just one of the other unique flavors that comes out of Japan and
1: makes me want to go, <laughs> you know? Well, I, again, the, the Japanese are never shy about trying things that we in North America would at least raise a in eyebrow to. Mm-hmm. Never mind try it, but we'd look, look at it and go, oh, yeah, I don't know about this, <laughs> but... You know, like I said, as a one off, maybe.
0: Yes. Oh, and there's also apparently ramen Pringles that just came out.
1: Salt on salt. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, I can feel my arteries hardening right now. Oh.
0: If you thought the pizza Pringles wasn't good enough, then try that,
1: huh? Well, I the funny thing is, I like pizza pringles in small doses. I mean, not the entire can at once. No way.
0: Like you, I had in college. You, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You eat, you eat the entire can now and it's just like, oh, your stomach does not like you for a while.
0: <laughs> um, but, um. But yeah, I can recall uh, some of the wonderful flavors that I've had in Japan. And among uh, the ones that I've done a lot of taste tests uh, in the past for are the Kit Kats. Granted, now they're a little bit harder to come by because of um, the shipping restrictions coming out of uh, Japan. But uh, I remember last time I was in Japan, I would try some of the flavors of the Kit Kats as I was puttering around all over the place. Um, there was um, there was a citrusy orange Kit Kat that I wasn't too thrilled about uh, when I was in Nagoya. But my favorite Kit Kat was at the Kit Kat Chocolatory in Tokyo. There are a few of these Kit Kat stores all over Japan. In Tokyo, they have a few, and I went to the one on Tokyo Station at the Daimaru. The Kit Kat Chocolatory is like the um, the more sophisticated Kit Kats, basically. So I had the green tea Kit Kats. With the dried nuts and apricots and raspberries sprinkled on top and baked into the top as well.
1: Mm. So you're basically talking, and I'm gonna use an equivalency here. Uh, the Swiss chocolate maker Lint has, of course, their Lint, you know, their Lint chocolates, the, the, right. the, the round balls, right? Right, right. And they and they come up with some really exotic flavors. Mm. I mean, one of the ones that I tried once, almost spit it out, but I managed to get it down chili chili and chocolate is one of those weird combos where you're like going who thought this was a good idea why is it still being produced and yet you watch other people eat it and they're and they're gobbling it up like you know it's candy which of course is and you're just going oh okay (laughs) i'll just back away slowly from the crazy people and go on my merry way
0: (laughs) Uh, oh, I'll have a little bit of show and tell for you uh, right here in just a moment after our quick commercial break. I thought I was going to have um, a boxu box to start tasting for you guys tonight, but unfortunately, uh, my let's see, the last check of my boxu box is that it's been stuck in Pennsylvania for almost a
1: week. So, oh, okay, I- I'm going to stop you right there. Why would it have gone to Pennsylvania? Uh,
0: because no. that's... uh let's see. The reason is that um, the way Boxu ships its boxes now, they don't use the, um, they, they use like hybrid couriers. Okay. So they'll ship the box DHL to Chicago, mm-hmm. and then okay. from Chicago they'll ship it by ground to wherever it's supposed to go.
1: Okay, now I can understand why it would takes such a weird detour, at right. least you know, because I'm going. That's not a straight line, huh?
0: Yeah, last month it was stuck in New Jersey for a week, so like, of course. But well, now
1: New Jersey, at least, is closer <laughs> than Pennsylvania is to New York.
0: <laughs> it's been stuck in uh, York, PA, uh, yeah, almost a week now, and I understand with Thanksgiving, but come on.
1: <laughs> it's like you know he needs his box of candy. Gimme.
0: but i'll have something else to show you real quick i'm not going to taste anything but i'll just show it to you and we'll do that after this commercial break stay tuned everybody you're watching the extreme anime radio podcast extreme anime radio is now on discord Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. You may even get a shout out from one of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, subject to availability. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, linktr.ee slash radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the one and only Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I am JR, and he is Neff. We thank you so much for joining us as we uh, mosey on through at the start of this wonderful holiday season. All right, Neff, this is my little show-and-tell right now for those of you uh, especially watching on Twitch. Um, Once again, if you want to uh, follow all the antics uh, of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast or whatever we do on Twitch, you can go to our social media platforms including Discord and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And a link to all of those can be found on our link tree, which is linktr.ee forward slash anime radio. Anyway... Uh, Nef, are you a fan of hot
1: sauces? I like the taste. My intestines go, no, you don't want to do that to yourself again. Yeah.
0: And my stomach says the same thing, you know, because abusing spicy foods when I was a, a young person.
1: <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're young and it's like, hey, let's try this. <laughs> Volcano sauce number five, you know.
0: So um are you familiar Neff with the uh, YouTube series hot ones
1: no I can't say as I am
0: so um it is a very popular YouTube series uh done by a group called first we feast and it's basically interviewing celebrities with hot questions and even hotter wings so they take hot sauces and they you know they spread them out from like, Weak intensity to uh, high, high, high intensity, and every time I take a bite, they ask more intense questions. Basically,
1: okay. How can you ask a, an intelligent probing question when your mouth is burning? Like I'm just, <laughs> I just, I just, I can't because my my thing would be like I'm focused on the pain in my mouth, never mind the question in my head. <laughs> but uh, anyway.
0: um, I hope to maybe try these soon, either on my own or um, maybe possibly in a taste test soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I pulled up um, two of the hot sauces that they use on the show. Um, when I started watching the show intently, like maybe within the last year, I really got into you know enjoying hot sauces while also keeping in mind that I don't want to have anything too intense basically so um, so this is um, these are two of the ones that they actually sell these are kinda like uh, niche hot sauces if you will uh, and they are uh, from a um, a hot sauce uh, company called Henanist, which is based right here in New York City in Brooklyn so um, I'll show you this one first this is okay. called the classic hot sauce. All right. And this is kind mm-hmm. of like their entry-level hot sauce. Um, and its uh, main flavor is the chili de arbol, basically.
1: Now, does this is this one of those sauces that gives you the Scoville number, I believe it is?
0: Uh, yes, it does. I can try to look it up real quick if
1: you want. I'm just curious because when when they started using numbers and I would see some of my colleagues at work back when we were all in the office together, put the hot sauces on, and I would just look at the Scoville number. I mean, you could see me visibly recoil going, how are you ingesting this? <laughs> if I tried, it would. I would need a fire hose afterwards to try and, you know, cool off my insides. Never <laughs> mind my mouth, my insides. mm.
0: Um, okay, so the classic hot ones from my uh, quick lookup comes in at 1,800 Scovilles.
1: Okay, which is relatively mild for a hot sauce. I was gonna say that that is the lower end and what's right. now what's the Scoville number of sauce number two? Uh, the middle one that I got what what they call the middle of
0: their lineup when we have the 10 hot sauces and hot ones is this one. This is called appropriately "Los Calientes."
1: You'll have to help me because my the hot Spanish.
0: Spanish. Okay, basically the hot, the hot stuff for the hot ones. If you want to take it literally, Oof. "Los Calientes" Oof. is uh, basically the middle of the uh, lineup: uh, um, serrano and habanero chili, sweet fruit, tart tomatillo. And that comes in at
1: 36,000 Scovilles. Okay, and now we're getting into the, yeah, put me in the emergency room. That's where (laughs) I'm headed anyway.
0: (laughs) But based on what I've seen and heard, uh, the Los Calientes seems to be the highest that I'd be willing to tolerate.
1: (laughs) Willing to tolerate or your body is willing to tolerate because remember while your taste buds might say, Hey, this is great. It has to go the rest of the way down.
0: <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Zenny's talking about uh, the Gordon Ramsey series of hot sauces. Um, some which are inspired by a uh, hell's kitchen, um, the uh, TV show.
1: If they're anything like the show is <laughs> they're rude, raunchy and guaranteed to hurt.
0: <laughs> um but no, uh they go into um very very hot sauces after this and then it becomes why the hell are we eating this. So <laughs> so after the 36,000 Scovilles you get into hotter sauces such as um there's one that's called da Bomb Beyond Insanity. And that comes in at 135,000 Scovilles. And the jar is literally a picture of a nuclear weapon on there. No, 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 no. (laughs) And then um, they have, uh, oh boy. Then they go up to a couple of sauces, which include Pucker Butt Chocolate Plague.
1: Okay. Pucker butt is one level of scary (laughs) chocolate plague. And you mash that together and you're just like going, who can ingest that?
0: Yes. Um, It's I think it's a chocolate uh, pepper X or something like that, that they use some sort of uh, I think it's called the chocolate pepper, I think. Um, There's also, in recent ones, uh, they have sauces uh, around the same Scoville. uh, uh, 690,000 Scoville points, by the way. Um, There's one called Karma Sauce Burn After Eating. There's one called uh, Widowmaker. Uh, There's one called Chipotle Express with the X in Express. And then uh, their last sauce, when all is said and done, is the sauce that um, ranks in at over 2 million Scovilles, which is uh, the last
1: dab. The last dab. Right. Okay. Here lies Knuck. He tried the last dab. (laughs) It didn't go well.
0: So apparently... um, Uh, They call it the last dab because it's tradition on the show. You put an extra dab on your last chicken wing.
1: Mm. That's, yeah, no, 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 (laughs) no. Now, speaking of things that shouldn't be but are, Uh I'm going to show you a photo. Okay. I hope you can see this. Now, bear in mind, this came from a brand new box mm-hmm. that showed zero damage. Okay. All right. The packing material showed zero damage. It was stiff styrofoam. on,
0: oh, Neva, what I'm going to try to do is uh, I may activate the full screen here. See if this works. There we go. Okay. So now we can so, see you in in all your bigger, better glory. So go ahead and show us.
1: Okay. Let's see now if this works. Okay. Do, 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 do. Oh, this is oh. not going to work. Because... Oh, there it is. You can see it. Now,
0: no, you know what? No we can't.
1: That... Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. It worked for a second there. Arg. Well, at least it worked on my end. Anyways, <laughs> what it is, is a toaster oven uh-huh. made of metal with a dent in it. Okay? Oh, now, boy. Now, again, remember what I told you. This thing... The packaging was perfect. The supporting styrofoam was perfect. So it wasn't the delivery people. Mm-hmm. It was literally a factory screw up. As I said to one other person who I showed this photo to, I guess the factory robots building the thing thought it was smash a clock. Now, it doesn't seem to affect the operation, so I'm not going to complain, but I'm going considering this toaster oven cost me you know that much canadian dollars yeah um and that's 100 per finger that that should give you an idea of why i'm going huh
0: <laughs> you seem to have uh, an issue with shipping companies we should just hire like a shipping carrier to just hand deliver all of your packages to your apartment
1: it's like i i i don't understand because it's like <laughs> When it's happening even before it gets in the box, that's yeah, right? when it's really like, wait a minute here. Oof, <laughs> they re- they really want to drive me crazy. Short drive <laughs> that that is.
0: <laughs> Beta saying in the chat, uh, we should play Night of Fire if we were permitted Night- to. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to come up with a a, a
1: similar generic song. I'm afraid. Speaking of songs, oh, I got an email from Spotify today. Actually. So your I. most play- Your most played songs of 2020. Oh, no. They made a playlist out of that. <laughs> it is the weirdest mix of stuff because I play different stuff. You know, I play, of course, what we all love to listen to and a few other oddities. Plus, I was playing stuff when taking Mama Canuck to her medical appointments that she liked. Mm-hmm. It is a real weird mix. That if I played this, people would be going, How many people live in your place? <laughs> Just one. Why, wow, you got multiple personalities or something? Hmm. <laughs> actually, now that I think about it, yeah, thumb right? thumb goes the closet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got
0: uh I got an email too, but it was actually for um analytics from Anchor, because they're Owned by uh, Spotify, um, about uh, our podcast feedback for the year. So um, it's something that I think I want to look into at some point.
1: Ah, yes, the data-driven analytics.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what,
1: what what sports is turning into data-driven analytics? Aren't <laughs> you supposed to play the game? The math nerds they don't they don't get to play the game. <laughs> they get to sit in the crowd and wave. That's all they get to do.
0: Now, let's see if this was uh, analytics and podcasts. So do we get a bigger audience when you talk the most or when I talk the most or when somebody else
1: talks the most?
0: Is that what it's going into uh, now?
1: Well, I, I was going to say, well, I got a feeling that, you know, they they pick the, the gentleman in the other box, not in this <laughs> box here where I am.
0: Maybe we'll have to ask for a little encore uh, f- uh visit when uh when we do our show before Christmas. Mm.
1: <laughs> we'll have to see.
0: Mm. Um really quick uh, before I uh go ahead and uh move things over to the post game. Uh we have new artwork for the uh Sailor Moon Eternal Anime movies coming out next year. Have you seen those?
1: You know what? I might have seen them flashing across my timeline on Facebook, but it was really quick, which I thought was odd. Yeah. Because normally that sort of stuff gets on my timeline, and it stays there for a while.
0: Right. Uh, Let me me do something here real quick. And if you look in the uh, Discord channel right now, uh, you will see exactly uh, what I'm talking about. So that's ah, uh, here the, we go the Sora news article about uh, the new artwork, and I'm looking at the Sailor Scouts, and I'm thinking, this looks well. We we already heard the news that they're bringing back, I think, the original art directors or something, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this, and it's this like, my goodness, this is sort of like halfway between. 90s Sailor Moon and Crystal Sailor Moon? It looks pretty decent.
1: To which I would reply, they're trying to drag both audiences into the theater this time. As opposed to just one or the other. Hmm. No, I mean, to be fair, there are people who like the original art style. There are people who like, you know, some of what Crystal did. Right. So let's sort of, you know, half down the middle, like, you know, King Solomon, and see if we can please everybody. Okay. Of course... It could turn out to be the exact opposite, and please, nobody. But here's hoping. Hmm.
0: So I'm really excited to see uh, this come out. Uh, I'm sure there'll be its own self-contained uh, story. So I can just potentially, if they release it in North American theaters after they become safe enough, uh, or we can go the uh, you know the Mulan route uh, when they did the direct to Disney Plus. If you pay like twenty or thirty bucks or something like that? I was gonna say
1: twenty bucks, I might bite. If it's thirty, no. (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: Might as well watch a Mike Tyson fight instead.
1: Oh God. Okay. I'm sorry. I saw Mike Tyson fight from the beginning. Oh yeah. To the original end. Mm Mm-hmm. I only saw snippets in the aftermath of that thing. Mm-hmm. If I had paid for that thing right. last Saturday night, uh-huh. you would have heard a cor- a, cor- a torrent of words mm-hmm. that we can't say on this podcast. Uh-oh. That George Carlin wouldn't even say. The late, <laughs> great George Carlin. He wouldn't say those words. Because I looked at that and I went, Great. It's two old uncles slapping each other around in a ring. Mm. Fifty dollars plus taxes Canadian. No way.
0: <laughs> um but yeah. Um looking forward to seeing um how that turns out. Um with the words looks like they t- Okay, what was then he said? Looks like it took out the three D transformations. Is that one of the things that bugged me the most? Mmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is video footage that I haven't seen then.
1: Well, like I said, it's early enough in the process that if the video footage leaks and it's not good, well, might get changed. <laughs> hmm.
0: Interesting. Um, well, I have something to look at uh, after our post-game streams, I think.
1: Indeed. The, the trailers on that link. Oh, okay, cool. Now, somebody in the chat room, Beta, mentioned, you know, uh, the analytics nerds haven't taken over hockey yet, to which I would reply, have you watched the Toronto Maple Leafs the last few years? (laughs) They're not hitting. They're only trying to score Mm -hmm. and hoping that they outscore their opponents. Mm. So, and I say that because today is a very special day in hockey history, at least If you were around in that time, Uh because there was a seismic shift in the balance of power in the NHL. Because tonight, 25 years ago, the great Patrick Waugh was shelled for nine goals against Detroit in Montreal. The Habs. Indeed. After he got pulled in the middle of the second, he went to the bench. Went to go sit down. Didn't sit down. Went back to the team president mm-hmm. who was sitting in the front row at the, right. fr- at the old uh, forum. Right. And the story goes, he said, I'm done. I'm out. And went back to his seat. <laughs> that was the last game he ever played for Montreal. He was traded several days later to the Colorado Avalanche, Mm. newly moved from Quebec the previous season, I think it was. Right. And with Colorado, he wins the Stanley Cup. It wins the Stanley Cup, yeah. Now, imagine if everybody involved in this scenario had originally acted like adults instead of spoiled brats. (laughs) He doesn't go to Colorado, and the whole NHL could have been so different it's it's the later version of the gretzky trade ah okay so a turning point yeah yeah the turning point although i will say the gretzky trade at least was motivated by money as in the owner of the oilers at the time wanted money right got it for gretzky right in this case it was basically Ross said oh yeah you let me get shelled like that no i'm not playing for you ever again
0: Well, uh, here's hoping that we can enjoy uh, hockey once again. Uh, It isn't too long now, right?
1: Well, the problem is right now, there is a growing faction of owners who are saying if we can't open our buildings to fans. Why bother? What's the point? What's the point? I mean, right now as it sits, they're going to have to do an all-Canadian division because of the border issues which means that the seven Canadian teams will be basically playing each other all season, oh. which I would not have a problem with, to be honest, round as robin. A of- ho- <laughs> as a Canadian hockey fan, I'm all for that. You yeah. Know? But the whole point of then, you know, having to segment the rest of the U S teams into seven team divisions right now, the theory, the thinking is by essentially by time zone. So basically mm. the Pacific, the central and the East. With okay. a few, you know, moving parts as they need to. Mm-hmm. But most of the owners are saying, if we can't have bums in seats, mm-hmm. it's no good. Right Now, I know there are at least a half dozen teams in the U.S. that if they don't get bodies in the building, yeah, they're going to lose their shirts. Hello, Arizona. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that that team, that NHL team is a poster child for how not to run a hockey team And how not to place a hockey team. Mm. Because it's never worked well. Even when the team was winning, it wasn't great. Right, right. You know, and then of course you have all the other ones where it's like... But, for example, Florida. Florida Panthers should be doing gangbusters. (laughs) I mean, Tampa is. Mm. I mean, but what's the main difference? Tampa wins. Tampa wins. (laughs) Florida basically sits there going... Uh what are we supposed to do now? Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's like they play NHL twenty. They play NHL twenty, but they forget to plug in the controller.
0: <laughs> Speaking of games, uh, it's nine o'clock, and we should get to our post-game feed. Um, and we're going to be playing Bidiots once again. So, if you're listening to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, um, once again, there will be no podcast next week. We will return with the podcast in two weeks, so that should put us at December the 16th at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, But we will try uh, during the off periods to try to schedule a few more gaming streams for you guys to enjoy. I've been thinking about maybe putting together a flight simulator uh, feed. Um, If I do, uh, first of all, I'll have to see how long I'd want to do it for and where I'd want to fly. I'm sure it might be boring to some, unless you know I invite uh, Neff to come along as my uh, co-pilot to talk about random stuff while I fly a plane. In other words, what
1: does this button do, Jr.? <laughs> Click.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we have time to figure that out. Um, but yeah, if we announce, uh, well, if we announce it, we'll do it on our uh, Discord probably and our other social media outlets. And that will take us to our closing commentary.
1: If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or anything here on the Extreme Radio podcast in prior episodes or on our Twitch channel, drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com or get in touch with us via our social media feeds. How do you do that? Go to Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot e Forward slash anime radio there you'll find links for our discord channel our twitter feed our instagram page and our facebook page
0: so once again uh for those of you listening we will see you in a couple of weeks uh for the next extreme anime radio podcast and uh for those of you watching on twitch right now we are going to be playing Idiots in just a moment on uh our good old twitch stream so stay tuned for that with uh zen and nef and myself in the meantime for uh, nef i'm jr thank you for listening thank you for watching and remember
1: keep on looking out for the extreme mario podcast and we'll see you next time
0: thanks everybody